How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Mem Hey, Daf Forty Five of Masech Tegid. Friends, um, well, all right, uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap up some Avodim stuff, and then we're gonna get to Pidgin Shvuya Mishtikel, somewhat interesting. Yeah, and then Sifrei Torah, Tefillah, Mezuzas, some interesting stuff with my son this Daf. So yeah, we're just gonna start off by wrapping up, kind of. The topic of the previous days with Avodim and um, yeah, let's do that. Okay, we're going to start on Daf Memhei Omud Aleph, three lines into the wider lines at the two dots. Oh, very interesting. So there was an Evid who ran away from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael. So that's very interesting now because now what do you do? Do you return him? To you know, do you return him? But if you return him, you're taking him from taking uh, an Eved, you're taking him from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlitz, which you know, you can't sell an Eved from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlitz, so do you send him back to Chutzlitz? So, after the Ark, also Mare Abbasway, so his master ran after him to take him back to Chutzlitz, but also the Kamadur Bami, so he comes to Bami in Eretz Yisrael to figure out, you know, can he take him back to Chutzlitz now? Omarle, so Bami says, Look, Nichtov Lchoshtar. Adme, well, let's just write for you a document for his value. And in change, you free him, right? Don't, don't take him back to Chutzlaritz. We'll just give you his value. And if you don't agree to these terms, we're just going to take him away from you. Based on the teaching, based on the ruling of Rav Achi Brab Yoshe, the Tanis, we learned So, it says by the Shiva Umis, the seven nations, that they can't live among you because they might make you sin. Is it possible that this is talking about a Ovid um, Kochovim? Right? Does this even include Ovid Kochovim who accepted upon themselves not to serve Gechkis? So Talmud Lomar, so the way I understand this, it's a, it's a little confusing, but I think the way I understand the Pasuk is in the following, this Gemara is in the following way, these few lines. Uh, do not return in Eved to his master, but apparently that, if I understand correctly, that's a reference to don't have a, an Ovid Kuchovim who renounced uh, serving Gechkis, don't return him to go back to serving Gechkis. That he has, you know, uh, gone away from serving Gechkis. Don't return him to there. So what do you do? Let him dwell among you, away from the Gechkis. Rabbi doesn't understand. How could this, if I understand this correctly, how could these psukim be a reference to a fellow who uh, goes away from from serving Gechkis? I may im Adonav meim, so it says Oviv, but there's a, a letter, there's a goes between and changes it to Elokov, Elohov. So it shouldn't be that he turns away from his um, 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 master, it should be he turns away from it from his gods, from his Gechkis. Me boy, it should say. Elohom Rabbi so rather, Rabbi says, look, if you want to stick to the psukim that's talking about Adonov, it's Bemocher, Abdo, Lechutzlar, it's Akos of Medaber. It's talking about, the scenario is talking about um, a fellow who sells his um, Eved from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlaritz. And we're saying don't return him to Chutzlaritz. Uh, wait, what? We're, 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 we're saying that, right, that you should not sell an, uh, an Eved to Chutzlaritz. Uh, 
Fine. The protagonist of our Gemara says, But the Pasuk says, That he will come to you. But if he's going from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzar, it should be from you. So, Elo, Amr Ba'achi Be'biyoshe Be'evetche Barach Mechutz Laaretz HaKosov Medaber. Rather, the Pazik is talking about an Eved that ran away from Chutz Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael, and we're saying that we don't send him back. So therefore, going back to our scenario, we had this Eved who ran away from Chutz Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael, and then his master says, um, so now his master chases after him to Eretz Yisrael to bring him back to Chutzlaritz. But Rami says, look, you can't take him back to Chutzlaritz. Either, you know, what, what we can do for you is we can write you a document for his value, uh, a star for his value. And if you're unwilling to accept that, then we're just going to take him away from you. Because as we see the interpretation of Avachib of Yosha, that a, a, uh, an Evid who runs away from Chutzlaritz to Eretz Yisrael, so then um, he doesn't go back to Chutzlaritz. Tani Yidoch, we have another b'risa. How do you understand Los Askir Eved El Adonov? Do not return an Eved to his master. Rebbe Omer says, Rebbe, Bilokeach Eved, Almanas L'Shach Beruah, Kosov Medaber. If a fellow uh, purchases an Eved under the condition to return him. One second, is my neighbor saying something? No, I don't hear it. Good, let's go weiter. Wait, what? Maybe, but let's go weiter. I'd rather go weiter. Yanki the Tsar. Okay, Medaber Echidami. So, so, no, what is this guy who buys an Evid under the condition to free him? So, Amr of Nachm Bar Yitzchak, Dechosav Le, that he writes to the Evid, Ochi, like this, when I purchase you, you are free from, from now. Okay, fine. So, so we have two Psukim. No, we have one pasuk, but we have two ways of understanding this pasuk. Where the pasuk says, "Lo sazgir eved eladonov," do not return an eved to his master. Um, Rab Achi Yosha understands that to talk about an eved who runs away from chutzlarts to Eretz Yisrael, we don't return him to his master in chutzlarts. The other way to understand that is talking about a fellow who buys an eved under the condition to be freed, so he goes free. Okay. Um, Fine. Now, Rav Chizde, his Eved ran away to the Beit Kutoy. So he sent to them, I would like you to send him back uh, to me. Right? Um, Beit Kutoy was in Chutzlarts. Rav Chizde lived in Chutzlarts. So there was no issue of like Eretz Yisrael, Chutzlarts kind of stuff. His Pashid, his Eved ran away. Rav Chizde uh, sent, right? He sent to them, send him, okay, send him back. But they sent to Rav Chizde, Look, the Pasuk says, Don't return a fugitive slave to his uh, master. He sent to them, But uh, Rav Chizde says, That's an amateur, that's a rookie uh, interpretation. Um, after all, Rav Achib Rav Yosha says, It's not just talking about Stam and Evid that runs away, it's talking about um, in every that runs from Eretz Yisrael to, from Chutzlarts to Eretz Yisrael. I don't know if a minute ago I said from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlarts. It's talking about an every that runs away from Chutzlarts to Eretz Yisrael that we don't send them back to Chutzlarts. But here um, we're all in Chutzlarts over here, so send them back. How come Rav Chizda sent to them based on the explanation of Rav Achiv Rav versus Rebbe who says that it's talking about a 
fellow who buys an Eved under the condition to give him to free him, which is the Mashmul Lukra, because it's easier to understand, it's an easier interpretation uh, to say, look, that Pasuk is not talking about all Avadim who run away, it's talking about a specific, specifically Avadim who run away from Chutzlar, it's Teres Yisrael. But um, Rebbe's interpretation is more complicated. It's talking about a guy who's buying an Eved. Rebachi uh, Bebyosha sticks to sort of the the storyline of an Eved, a fugitive Eved. So it's just easier for, you know, <laughs> his Eved ran away to some place. He sends to them, send them back. They're now saying, no, what do you mean? This is Pasuk. He's, he said, look, I'm not going to get into details over here. Just send Rebachi Bebyosha's opinion. It's easier to understand. And that's that. Abai Irkas lay Chamra Beikutoi. So Abaye, his donkey, uh, ran away to the Beikutoi. Shalachlu, he sent to them, Shadruali, send me back my donkey. Shalchule, so they sent to Abaye, Shlach Simona. Well, we're not just going to send back your donkey, send us a sign, prove that, that, that it's yours. Shalachlu, he sent to them, Tichivra Kreise. Well, it has a white belly. Shalchulet is sent back to Abai. He loved in Achmaniat. If not for the fact that you're Abai, lo avam hashdar nolich leinialich, we would not that <laughs> that um, that description would not have flown, would not have worked as a simon. Don't all donkeys have white bellies? Um, so they said back to Abai. They said, look, okay, I, you're Abai. I understand that uh, that that you're not that that you're telling the truth, but um, FYI, um, saying that your donkey has a white belly is not very unique. All donkeys have white bellies. Okay, I even talked to Google it. It seems pretty accurate. It looked like all the donkeys that I saw had white bellies. In Podenes Ashvuyin Yasser Al Kedemein. Oh, so now we get to a new Mishnah. So we're gonna have two Mishnahs that we're gonna learn today. Relatively interesting stuff, in my opinion. So if um, if um, um, Yidin are taken captive, some Nudniks came and took uh, captives. So now there's Pidgin Shvuim. Now you have to pay ransoms to get them back. So you don't pay more than the value, more more than their value. Um, out of concern for Tikun Olam, and the Gemara is going to explain what that means. Wait one second. Is there noise going on outside? Give me a second to try to evaluate what's happening outside. Okay, there's definitely activity. Yep, there's activity. Give me one second to try to figure out, to make a plan. Okay, here's the update. They're making just enough noise to be distracting. Just enough noise to be distracting. But friends, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to Yankee Lazar it. I'm gonna try to Yankee Lazar it. I gotta channel my inner Yankee Lazar. Give me a second. I have to channel my inner Yankee Lazar. I have to channel my inner Yankee Lazar. I feel like I have to sit with my with my legs crossed and you know put you know, kind of like my nephew. My nephew meditates in the shower. I think that's what I'm told. So I have to channel my. Are they gone? Hopefully they're going away soon. Right, I have to channel my inner Yankee Lazar. Alright. And we don't try to help the uh, captives escape because of Tikkun Olam. 
says, well, we're concerned for the existing Shvuyim. Friends, we'll get to all this stuff just now. So here we go. So how do we understand this Tikkun Olam in the context of Pidyon Shvuyim? So we had said at the beginning of the Mishnah that if Nudniks take Yidin as captives, so we um, we don't pay higher than their value. Right? We're not going to pay an exorbitant amount. So we said because of Tikkun Olam. What does that mean? Is it well, because we don't want to strain the community, right? I mean, if these nudniks are gonna are gonna demand an exorbitant price, uh, that that would that would strain the entire community to have to, uh, you know, provide that 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 amount. So that's just, so we so we can't we can't force the community to do that. Or perhaps mishum Or perhaps is we don't want them to realize that this is a lucrative business. And um, start doing it more often, right? If they can charge an exorbitant amount and get it, so then that will motivate them, that will incentivize them to continue doing it. Whereas if um, if, 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 as a, if as a principle, we do not pay more than their value, so then maybe they will these these nudniks will say, look, the, the, this is not this business is not lucrative enough. Let's um, try to try to go legitimate and do something else. Toshma, the Levi bar darge parke levarte betlesa alfa din rezov. So, so uh, there was Levi bar darge, and unfortunately, his uh, daughter was taken captive, and he paid an exorbitant amount, thirteen thousand golden dinars. So that seems to 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 imply that the concern is for straining the community. But if somebody is willing to you know, pay for it on his own without straining the, the resources of the community, that seems to be acceptable. But who says that Levi Bardarge um, um, did it with the blessing of the rabbis? Maybe he went against their wishes. Maybe, maybe, they, were, maybe they would have preferred that he didn't do that because that will only incentivize uh, them to the nudniks to do it nachamol to do it again with somebody else. So, so the fact that Levi Bardarge paid his daughter's ransom at an exorbitant price isn't a proof that um, that that is acceptable. Uh, you're right, right that you can pay the price as long as it doesn't drain the resources of the community. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't do the right thing. And we don't assist the. Um, um, the the captives to flee so what this means is that well because if the um, kidnappers kidnap somebody and then we help them flee and escape so then it'll just they'll just learn for the next time and give them even worse conditions right meaning they'll 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 learn it's actually very interesting I was reading a uh, uh, an autobiography recently, and there was a description about a um, hostage situation on a plane, and um, how the Israeli um, um, special forces they succeeded in doing some, of course, very daring hostage um, um, saving hostages from hijacked planes. But then they got to a situation where you know the the terrorists kind of learned, and the next time they didn't keep them on the plane. Or in the plane terminal, they like divided them up among a bunch of different places. So like, if you, um, this is not of course to say that it was a bad idea to do those hostage things. 
um, um, I, I mean, I'm just not commenting on that at all. Wait, what is that noise? Dag nabbit. A motorcycle? Like, get out of here. Come on. Yonky Lazar. Um, anyways, so, 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 so the point is that, the, right, that they're going to learn. And then that'll affect, you know, negatively impact the next situation so 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 the tikkun olam here is that if you you know meaning so there so there are different options right either you can you can you know give to the terrorist demands and they want x amount of money and as long as it's not an exorbitant amount you pay it um or you could try to get like a you know a hostage freeing situation so according to tanakama we're saying don't um don't help don't free the don't try to um um help these people escape because then the next time the nudniks are gonna you know it'll make it'll 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 uh, make the predicament worse for the people the next time around um, where am i whereas says no we don't have to be concerned about the next time around what we do have to be concerned about though is if we're if only some of them are going to go free well the ones that stay there are going to be uh, in big trouble Right, is what happened in Entebbe, right? All of the hostages were freed, but there was um, a sick woman who had to, who was taken to the hospital, and she was left behind because she was in the hospital, and they just went and they killed her. So, so, so that's the machlokas. So the nafkamina is if there is only um, one hostage, right? So if there was only one. Um, 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 What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, captive. If there was only one captive, so then if they free that captive, then there's nobody left, and according to Shemuel, that'll be fine. Um, but if, um, but if it's based on yeah, but the next time around it'll be a worse situation. So then that would still apply. That's enough. Gemini between the Tanakama and Shemuel. Okay, fine. Now, Bante de Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman's daughters were able to stir a boiling hot pot with just their bare hands. Rav Elish didn't understand. That's crazy. Who can stir a boiling hot pot with just their bare hands? They must be tzadikuses. But one second, I don't understand. See if the says that one in a thousand men. I found to be a tzaddik, ve'isha bechol matzosi. But I haven't found any tzaddikesses. And therefore I don't understand. How could Rav Nachman's daughters be stirring pots with their bare hands? They would have to be tzaddikesses, but apparently the Pasuk says there are no tzaddikesses. Ha'ika banti du Rav Nachman. But what about the daughters of Rav Nachman? They seem to be tzaddikesses. Garmlu milsa. So one thing led to the next. Somehow, they all ended up being captives. Rav Nachman's daughters, this Rav uh, Elish, uh, they all ended up being uh, captives. Now, while they were in captivity, there was a fourth fellow, and he was sitting by them. And this fourth fellow knew how to understand the language of the boys. Also, Urva v'kakari lay, and a raven come came, and he was calling out to uh, Rav Elish. Omer le, so Rav Elish said to this fellow, "My Omer, what's the raven saying? No, 
So the fellow said, the raven is saying, Elish, run away. Elish, run away. He says, that, that raven is a liar. I'm not depending on that raven. But then a dove came. And was calling out, So Elish says to the fellow, what is the dove saying? He's saying, Elish, flee, Elish, flee. Omar, so Rav Elish says, look, this time around, look, uh, the Yidin are compared to a dove. Apparently, a miracle will be performed for me. Omar, he said, So before I flee, let me check in on the daughters of Rav Nachman. If they've maintained their emuna, their bitochin, I will take them out with me. We'll all escape together. I'm sorry. Right. So if they've kept their faith and their belief, I will take them with me, and we'll all go home together. So he says, "How will I figure out if they've kept the faith?" Well, uh, women. Um, Anything that they talk about, they talk about uh, anything important. They talk about um, they talk about in the bathroom. So Shaminu de Kamran. So he went and he uh, you know stuck his ear. Uh, he went and he was kind of uh, figured. Let me try to hear what they're discussing in the bathroom. And he heard that they said the Kamran ade guvin ben adon guvin that they were saying. Well, these guards of ours, these these uh, kidnapper guards. Are they are men, and our husbands back in uh, right? They are they could be our husbands, and our husbands back in Ardoi in Ardo are our husbands. Let us say to our guards, to our captors, to take us far away, to take us somewhere else, to so that our husbands back in Ardo don't find out where we are and try to. Um, free us. We let, let's just stick with these um, uh, um, kidnapper guards. So Rav Elish heard this and he's like, "Well, doesn't seem like they kept the faith." Come. So uh, Rav Elish got up. Arak. He ran away. Also, you vahu gavra ledide. And we also you vahu gavra ledide. What? No. What? No, what? Also, you vau So he went uh, him with that other fellow, right? He ran away with that other fellow. For Rav Elish, there was a miracle of Mabara. He managed to get across this river to safety. But this other fellow who knew how to understand the language of the birds, they found him escaping, they, and, and they they caught him and they killed him. Kiadron, and when Rav Nachman's daughters finally came back to Nardal. Um, he says, look, well, apparently when they were mixing those boiling hot pots with their bare hands, it must have been witchcraft because it's not that they are tzedekesses because they would have had preferred to stay with uh, or they were interested in staying with their kidnapper uh, guards. Okay, interesting story. Okay, and now the uh, second and final Mishnah of the Dafein. And also we do not purchase 
from more than that we don't pay higher than their value. Out of concern for tikkun olam, again, either that we don't uh, want to you know strain the community resources buying them back, or we don't want um, the the right the ovdei kuchavim to think that this is a, a a lucrative business and try to steal stuff so that they could sell them for high prices. Amr le Rav Budye the Ravashi says this Rav Budye the Ravashi Yasser Akdei Demein who they ain't lochin. Okay, so the Mishnah says that uh, you can't pay more than their value. But for their value, you could pay their face value. So apparently it sounds like if we could buy these Sifrei Torah at, 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 their, at, their, at their value, so, okay, we can, we, it sounds like you can read from a Sifrei Torah of an Ovid Kuchovim. Right, uh, what was this? That if you find a sefer Torah by an Ovid Kochavim, Korimbo, you could uh, you could read it. So Dilma Ligonis, maybe it means that um, not that you can read from it, but you buy it back, and but you'd have to um, you'd have to you know put it in Geniza because um, you know you don't know it may have been you know maybe it was written for for Getchkes. Omer Rav Nachman says of Nachman Naktinon Sefer Torah Shekzavomin. If a if you have a Sefer Torah that was written by a Galich, it was written by a priest. Yisarif, so it has to be burnt because he definitely uh, wrote it with his Getchkes in mind. Kosvo Ovid Kochavim, but if Stam in Ovid Kochavim wrote it, Yiganis. Well, in that case, um, it can you can just. Um, 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 you know, you don't have to burn it because he didn't definitely write it with the Getchkis in mind, but um, but you would have to um, put it in Geniza because at the end of the day, you because at the end of the day, you you're not um, because at the end of the day, you are um, not sure. Okay, fine. Um, now, where am I? Okay, fine. If it was found uh, by a min, but he didn't necessarily write it, so then um, you have to, um, 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 you know, put it in Kniza because uh, just in case he did write it, uh, it would be a problem. But if he didn't write it, maybe it was written by Yisrael, but we don't know, so you you bury it. Uh, but if it's simply found um, in the possession of an Ovid Kochavim, so some people say uh, put it in Geniza, but some people say you can actually uh, read from it because it's a Sveik Sveika, right? Because it was if it was found in the possession of the Ovid Kochavim, we don't know who it, wrote it, so maybe it was written by a Yid, right? In which case, obviously you can read from it. Okay, maybe it was written by the Ovid Kochavim. But if you, even if it was written by the Ovid Kochavim, if, if he's not a Galich, if he's not a priest, so then, so then who, who says that he wrote it with the intention of Gechkes? Maybe he didn't write it. Maybe he wrote it with the, with the intention of Gechkes. Maybe he wrote it with the intention of selling it to Eden. And we're going to see just now that um, there, there is an opinion that an Ovid Kochavim can write uh, Sefer Torah for Yidin as long as, you know, as long as he's doing it for the Yidin, with the intention of the Yidin. So therefore, because of that, right, so based on that opinion, so it would be a sveik sveika, right, a double suffix, right, that A, maybe it was written by a Yid, and even if it was written by the Ovid Kuchofen, maybe he wrote it uh, with the intention of 
of of of, of writing it for Yidden. So so um, some people say you would even be able to read from that Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah Shiksavo Ovid Kuchovim. So if you have a Sefer Torah that was written by an Ovid Kuchovim, Tanichadi Yisai. If one Brisa says you have to burn it, Vatanidach Yiganes. Another Brisa says that you have to put it in Geniza, bury it. But the third Bryce says you can actually read from it. Location, there's no problem. So the opinion who says that you have to burn it, that's Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. That Rabbi Eliezer says, look, by default, the uh, intention for a Nochri uh, is for Gechkis. Therefore, you have to burn the Sefer Torah. The Bryce that says that, that you have to bury it. Hai Tanu is the following Tane. The Tani Rav Hamnuna Bred the Rava mi Prashronia. Sefer Torah Tfilna Mezuzis. That Sefer Torah Tfilna Mezuzis. Shiksovon. That was written by. So you apparently can leave out the min. That's in parentheses. Umoser. Somebody who uh, a rat, a fellow who tells on Yidden to other to the authorities. Now Ovid Kuchovim, um, or uh, written by an Ovid Kuchovim. The Eved Isha Vikain Vikusi Vistro Mumar. Psulin. In all of these cases, the Sefer Torah would be possible. Shenemer, as the Pazik says, Ukshatim Uksavtam. Right? It's Ukshatim Uksavtam. Why is it Uksavtam? I'm just saying Uksavtam. So we compare Ukshatim to Uksavtam. Because Yeshno Bikshira, anybody who has the mitzvah of Tfilin, Yeshno Bikshiva also has the, mishna, has the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. Because Yeshno Bikshira, but anybody who does not have the mitzvah of putting on Tfilin, Eno Bikshiva does not have the mitzvah of writing Sefer Torah. And, and therefore, um, if it's written, so we see that if uh, Sefer Torah is written by an Ovid Kuchovim, it would uh, go into Geniza because it would be possible. We had the Tanya Korin Bo and the um, Bryce that says that you can actually, it's a kosher Sefer Torah and you could read from it even. Hi Tana, who is the following Tana. The Tana is within the Bryce that Lokhin Svarim Mina Ovid Kuchovim. We can purchase Sefer Torah from Ovid Kuchovim, Bechomakum in any place, Uvilvad, Shuksuvin Kilchosin, as long as they are written properly. And therefore, we see that even in Ovid Kuchovim, if it's written properly, even Ovid Kuchovim can write a Sefer Torah. Now, Umaisib Ovid Kuchovim Echod, Betzidon. There was a Maise within Ovid Kuchovim and Tzidon, Shayakosev Svarim. That he was writing Sifre Torah, the Hitter of Shim Begamliel Likach Mimenu, and of Shim Begamliel permitted the people to purchase Sifre Torah from this Ovid Kochav. Um, where am I? Reb Shim Begamliel, we said one second, this doesn't add up, this doesn't make sense. Reb Shim Begamliel allowed the people to purchase a Sefer Torah from, that was written by an Ovid Kochavim. Ibud Lishman boy, Ksiv Lishman lo boy. I don't understand. Reb Shim Begamliel even requires that the parchment be parchmented, um, tanned Lishma. Certainly, the writing would have to be Lishma, and I assume that the, I guess that the assumption is that Lishma is only something that a Yid can do. So the Tan is within the Bryce at Sipon Zov. If you have, um, if you have, if you have, um, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, fine, okay. Now, if you have um, a tefillin that you covered in gold, Oshitala Alein or or that the parchment of the tefillin was um, right. The parchment of the boxes of the tefillin was. Well, I guess not the part. The boxes of the tefillin were from the hide of an impure animal. Psulos. Those tefillin are um, uh, psulos. Or behemoth tahora. Uh, now, if it's if the boxes are made of um, hide of a kosher animal, 
Well, then Ksheris. Then it's Vilna Ksheris. And that's even if the tanning of the hide was not Lishman. Whereas says even if the hide is from a pure animal, um, it would have it would have to be tanned Lishman. No. So if we see that 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 Begamlil holds that even the the hide needs to be tanned Lishma, certainly the writing of the cloth would have to be Lishma. So I'm Rabbi Bashmul, right? So how could Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel say that there was this? How could it be that there's this Sifrei Torah being written by this Ovid Kochavim and Sida and Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel saying it's okay? If the hides have to be tanned lishma, certainly the writing has to be lishma. I'm Rabbi Bashmul. Says Rabbi Bashmul, beger shechazer lesuro. That Ovid Kochavim was actually a, a convert. He, he converted to Judaism, but he went back. He reverted. He, he reverted to being a Ovid Kochavim. Lesuro kol shekain. Um, for one second. I mean, if a fellow was Novik Kochovim, then he converted to Judaism and he decided, you know what? This is not for me. I'm going back to Avodas Kochovim. To make that decision, he must be much more interested in Gechkis than in uh, the Ebishter. So, 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 I don't understand. So, if he went back to being an Ovik Kochovim, certainly you wouldn't be able to trust that uh, Sefer Torah to use that Sefer Torah. It would be possible. Omer Rav Ashi says Rav Ashi shechazer shechazer lesuro mishum yira. No, the only re- no, he had nothing wrong with being a yid. He wanted to be a yid. He liked being a yid. He likes mitzvahs and everything. He didn't like anti-Semitism. Now he didn't realize uh, that that was a thing. All of a sudden he became a yid and he realized, wait, what anti-Semitism? Chaval. He says I'd rather just not have to deal with this. So he goes back to being an ovid kuchovim. So in that case, I mean, he, he's still he, Torah mitzvahs. That he's all he's on board with that. So. He's writing the Sifrei Torah with the uh, right intentions. Um, he just reverted from being a Yid because, you know, due to external factors, but we can trust him to write Sifrei Torah. When we say that, you know, don't pay more than uh, the value of the Sifrei Torah, Tefillin and um, you can go up to uh, a Tarpik above. My Tarpik, what's this Tarpik? It's an Istir. There was a um, Arab uh, woman who brought um, um, a pair of uh, a, a small sack with tefillin in it before Abaye. Oh my law, and he said to her, "Yaivasli reish reish Look, I'm willing to pay you in dates." Imalia zero shakla. She got very upset. Shakla shadatinu benaira, and she took the tefillin and she threw it into the river. Omar and Abaye said, "Oops." I should not have, uh, I think maybe I went a little bit too far with um, um, not taking her seriously that she threw them into the river. Uh, friends, that was Daphne Mehev, Mesech Tegin. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.